Football genius Burgess. And I'm Stephanie Fitzpatrick, aka the Advantage Coach. And this is episode 78 of the Field to the Real podcast. Wait, no. No, I was about to say something's wrong with that because we in the 80s. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was I'm, about I'm, to be I'm, like, dang, because. <laughs> Listen, guys, I'm going to tell y'all this is our dedication to this podcast. Okay. It is Thanksgiving evening. Yeah. Steph ain't ate yet. <laughs> it's dark outside y'all it I is dark outside step ain't <laughs> a yet and we are yeah. recording this podcast um because we're just dedicated to bringing you guys good content um, yeah make sure we do what we do yeah 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 so uh we yeah. gotta keep pressing forward um that's well so first it's episode 88 i apologize oh, episode good. 88 which means 88. that we're closer and closer to that 100 mark yeah. And that's why I like, you know, um, doing this episode was um, super important to me because like we, we're continuing to inch, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Step by step towards that 100. Um, yeah. And shoot, before we even get to 100, like our two year anniversary of the podcast is the second week of January. Yeah. We've been doing this for almost two years. Two years. Now, think back to when. And I'm sorry. I'm. I'm. I'm I promise. I'm a. Uh, you could. <laughs> you could. We'll jump no, right to this. Who's really right? But I was just. I really was reflecting the other day about like us. This is. You know. This is gonna be our uh, two year anniversary. And like. Yeah. I remember when we first when I first mentioned the idea of a podcast to you. You were like, huh? What? Nobody <laughs> want to hear my voice. That's what I'm saying in my mind. Nobody wants to hear my voice. You like know, what? <laughs> And and so two years later to like see how many episodes we've done and how consistent we've been with this thing like is just remarkable. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's difficult too. You know, like, you know, we we have stuff that you know we need to do. Sometimes life. we gotta like yeah, life. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes like we gotta alter things, and that's why I gotta say like I appreciate you so 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 much because you know, with as much as I be doing and, you know, um, you're always like flexible and like, okay, we could do this and we could do that. Like, so I just want yeah. you to know, I truly, truly appreciate it. Well, thank Well, on this Thanksgiving, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say the same, like real, t like the work that you do just behind the scenes, even and making sure that this gets out, that it looks a certain way that it's, like, it's the work that you do, because that stuff, we'd be in trouble if we were waiting on movie. So I thank you as well, sir, for your dedication to this. And just, yeah, like, and I think, I want to say this too. I want to say, I thank, I thank God for the divine connection. Yeah. Um, Because... Whether y'all know it or not, like, yeah, we do this podcast, like, yeah, we co-host, but that's my brother. Yeah. Like, real Indeed. talk, like, that's Indeed. my brother. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm just grateful for, yeah, for this opportunity to 
have that divine connection that was yeah. that we had and to be in this space in this place with you i wouldn't want to be rocking with nobody but you with this sir right and it's funny like you know we talked about we talk about things being god ordained and and all of that yeah. right like just how um and we've told the story before but just the the fact that you know we exchanged info at that um at shout out to lawrence exchange yep. <laughs> uh, info at you know that networking session and yeah. then to not have any contact yeah and then it to, for it to come full circle like you know about maybe six months later like yeah you know <clears throat> that stuff yeah. like that is when you know like god has his hand and um and there's a bigger play you know what absolutely I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah, we're just gonna keep pressing because we we believe in mm-hmm. yeah that, that what we're doing is there's for it's for good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Who's okay. really right? All right. Who's really right? All right. So this who really who's really right spawned out of um it spawned out of a conversation just about leadership, and it started with. Kyler Murray um, and his leadership style, but um, the conversation just kind of morphed into what does leadership look like, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm I'm gonna let you go first, right? Okay. Uh-huh. But I, I think this is a, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think this is a great conversation, right? Um, just based on the stuff that we see, the things that we perceive, um, and just, you know, how things go in a locker room, on a sideline. And so this is a very important conversation. Yeah, so I, want, I want you to kick it off. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm sorry, I, without further ado. No, you're good. <laughs> yeah. No, you're good. Um, so yeah, this, this kind of spawned from um, just kind of, watching Kyler Murray um, the Mm -hmm. last couple of weeks. Um, And I think like earlier in the season, it was kind of said that he's a little less social (laughs) Mm -hmm. than most of his teammates. Right. And um, so I think that kind of piqued my interest to start to just kind of observe him more. And in watching him, like you said, our conversation just kind of grew from just about Kyler, but I want to talk about it from the standpoint and the respect and no knock on Kyler Murray because he is an amazing football player. Mm -hmm. And um, clearly he's doing something. They're they're in a good position. Mm -hmm. Um, But as someone who outside of my sports side, and even within my sports side, even with what we do outside of this podcast, when we are talking to high school students or college students, um, leadership is always one of those topics that we have to cover. Right. And um, in my opinion, leadership is not just about somebody's um, actions per se, but so much of leadership is in uh, personality. Okay. Um, and and I'll say this, it's personality and one of the huge, huge components of 
leadership to me is communication. Okay. And when you are, and we don't, and we don't know what happens in the locker room. So all I can talk about is what I see on the field and what I see um, on the sidelines when it comes to any anybody that's considered to be a leader of their team or when they're, whether that's basketball, football, baseball, whatever. But when you are considered a leader of that team, it is some, it's just some certain qualities that I think you have to have. And one of those is um, a personality that um, can build rapport. Mm -hmm. um, and you brought up someone when we were having that conversation uh, that like kind of spiraled into this whole leadership talk yeah. that, um, and that's Jay Cutler. Yes. Uh, we've talked about him on here before. And um, so nobody will be shocked to hear me say that I think he has, he was, he was someone who demonstrated to me from what I saw on the field, and on the sidelines, poor leadership because of those two things that I, there are so many factors and things that go into making a great leader. This yeah. is not what the show is about, but <laughs> I do, those are two key things that I think, especially when it comes to sports. And I feel like he failed at both. Mm. Being yeah. a good communicator uh -huh. and just being somebody who's, because here's the thing. Guess what, y'all? I'm an introvert. I am not an extrovert. Yeah. I'm an introvert. Mm -hmm. And in order for me to do this or my job, I have to step outside of my comfort zone within my personality to do a job or do this at a level that is going to yield the best results. Right. If I were just my natural self, y'all would be, you would be tuned out because I'm just not, I'm not that person. And so mm -hmm. as a leader, sometimes you have to step outside of your own personality, your own natural state in order to lead, to lead your team when you know you're not, because there are leaders, there are people who just naturally yeah. have what it takes to build rapport, to right. motivate, to get people crunk, to do all of those things. It's just some people that's just naturally who they are. And I'm not saying you got to be an extrovert to be that way, but you, it helps. Right. But when you're introverted and you don't push beyond that to, yeah. to, to be what you need to be on the field or on the court, then it just makes you look like Tyler Murray looks standoffish to me. Yeah. Jay Cutler looked, I don't even want to call it standoffish. I don't even know what it was. Like disinterested. I, <laughs> like he was like, I have not one care. Like the title yeah. of of Kevin Hart's latest was his motto. No else no given. <laughs> no else given. That was his that was his motto. So I just look at that and say, like how do I, as a, as a teammate or somebody that's looking at you to be the leader, how do I get, garner energy from that? How do I get excited, motivated? You, you, you're not giving me anything. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I feel like 
for me, leadership need you need to, your personality with regard being aware of who you are and your personality and making the right adjustments to that based on that. Because there's some people who are extroverted who are over the top. And you see that too as leaders. So I'm not saying you gotta just be chatty, Kathy. Yeah. I'm saying you just <laughs> need to be somebody who recognizes the room and can adjust. That's a good leader. That's a good point. That that's a good point. So I, well, you know, you just kind of threw a dart in my argument. <laughs> <laughs> and so what I was going to leave with was, uh, well, one, I think it's very difficult to, to truly understand someone's leadership style just by maybe some of the, the small amount of, amounts of time that we get to see them, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. on Sunday. I, I, it, it's kind of, you know, and I use Jay Cutler as my example. Um, but I only use him as, as an example to say that like our perception of what he was, because I, I hold that same perception of what he was, wasn't necessarily in line with what his teammates said he was. Right. Mm -hmm. And that part is difficult. It, right. I think one of the things that I think about when I think about leadership is the, the book, the five love languages. Right. Mm hmm. So we all have a love language that we speak and that we receive, mm -hmm. right? It's the way that we want to be loved. Mm -hmm. It's the way that we show our love to others. Right. I think that there's also a leadership language, right? Not everybody you on about the to team. Write a book, Jared. Huh? You about to write a book? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Leadership uh, language. <laughs> Come on with it, brother. Yeah. And so right now in, in my research, there are 10, <laughs> 10 leadership styles. Yeah. Not everybody is going to accept leadership in the same way. So when no. we look at this football team and, you know, an NFL team, 53-man roster, but when I think about my college days, not everybody received the same like leadership the same way. I, I didn't need the rah-rah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Each like win one for the yeah. Gipper. I didn't need that to be able to go play. <clears throat> what yeah. I did see was, and shout out to my guy, Antoine Bethea. I, I think about my freshman year. And I was a freshman. I was starting um, at defensive end. And this guy who was a partial scholarship guy, shout out to him. He had a long, amazing career in the NFL filled mm -hmm. with Pro Bowls and Super Bowls. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, he didn't talk much. Now, he did a little bit of talking, like, you know, when we think about, like, in the huddle and playing around and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But as far as, like, you know, let's get it together, a lot of the stuff that made me want to play better was watching him, like, terrorize a game. And yeah. it's like, yo, I got to add to that. Yeah. You know, and so, but I had teammates who they needed that rah-rah, mm -hmm. you know? And so mm -hmm. when looking at a team, and specifically a football team, because there's so many personalities, there's so many people on a team, like it's different than basketball. You have, a, you know, a, a less amount of people. Right. Um, and we all didn't get pumped the same way. Right. And that's why I like think- learning. 
I get it. Yeah. yeah. Multiple learning styles, right? Right. Yeah. So um I think when we think about a leader and we talk about the the qualities of what a great leader is or a good leader, um there there's one picture and, and not speaking about you, but there's one picture that I used to see when when thinking about leadership. Mm-hmm. It's the person who was extroverted. It's the person who always spoke and talked and, you know, mm-hmm. he backed mm-hmm. up his play and this, that, and the third. And, mm-hmm. and that's what I thought leadership was mm-hmm. until I started experiencing some different styles of leadership. Like, you know, shout out to Coach Bobby. Coach Bobby had one way of trying to motivate me. That didn't work for me. Like the degradation and the, you know, yeah. You ain't in and all yeah, that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that yeah. didn't work for me. Yeah. Shout out to Coach Mac. I talk about Coach Mac all the time. All the time. Yeah. Like he knew how to push my buttons to get me to play better. Right. And but that was about your love languages too. I'm sorry, I'm not my, cutting you off. Yeah. That was no, about definitely. your love language because he knew if he if he if he talked to you in a certain way, like it was more about yeah, no. That, yeah. But that goes back to my point, Jared. Yeah. Right. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is crazy because I said that I wanted us to do this as who's really right and we're really coming yeah. to the same point. Yeah. We really are. And like, that's the point. Yeah. Of, and I think that point is that your leadership has to fit the situation that you're in. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I, think I my, mean, I guess where we're different is I feel like there are certain things that every leader needs to have, regardless of your style of getting right. it done. You still need to recognize your personality so that you can read a room and you need yeah. to be able to communicate. I don't care those two things. Right. I don't care what's the, whether you screaming or you yeah. whispering. Got to be some communication. Got to be some communication. Right. And whether you say two words and you go out and you show or you say 20 words and you, you still, you, it you doesn't, go that's not show. the point. It's, it's, <laughs> it, that's not the, the point is, those are the two things that you need to have. I think that's yeah. where I'm saying, like, not those definitely. two things, yeah. yeah. Like, outside of that, like, yeah, I don't care how you get it done, get but it you done. need to get it done. <laughs> right. And I um, feel like that's kind of where I was like, mm, I don't know, with Kyler Murray, like, it's just weird. Yeah. even in watching him even in the huddle, like it's just weird. He's it's just, it's I've never seen a quarterback that's like this kid before. I haven't. So I, when I brought up Jake Cutler's name, you were like, "Those two, like, no, we cannot compare them." No, not so, at all. But, but to the point that you made during during our conversation, Kyler Murray is seeing results, which means that. There's no way as a quarterback, right? And for those of you who are listening, who went to Coolidge High School, you 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 must remember that I was a quarterback back in the day. <laughs> um, oh the team that I was a quarterback of, I was a tenth grader. I was in the tenth grade. I was a starting quarterback, and it was a team full of seniors. So. Well, so one, the level of leadership or the style of leadership that that team needed didn't call, like, I probably was the Kyler Murray of that team. 
wait, let me rewind, because I wasn't that good. <laughs> I definitely wasn't. We know you meant it in terms of <laughs> Yes, in terms of leadership I, I style. About his talent. I it certainly was about wasn't wasn't as good as as good as Kyler Murray is. Yeah. Um, but as far as leadership style, yeah. I wasn't super vocal. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. getting on folks and because mm-hmm. th- th- this was a veteran team around me. Right. So right. there were leaders already amongst us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I I yeah. probably needed that leadership during that time. Like this was a new yeah. position for me. I just knew right. I was gonna be the starting tight end and yeah. boom, boom, I ended up being quarterback. the quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you threw that um, ball down there, Phil Boy. Get over there. Right. Go <laughs> get over here. Get in behind the center. <laughs> But no, I, I, you know, it's just, I, well, one, I think we expect anyone who is the quarterback of a team to be the ultimate leader, right? Which just isn't, yeah. you know, consistent with what we've seen over time. Mm-hmm. I don't care who was the quarterback of the Ravens in the early 2000s. The unquestioned leader of that team was Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis, Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And so I mean, Wacko Flacco. Oh, excuse me, Joe Flacco was there, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you? Oh my God! I'm sorry. That was my personal. <laughs> that, that slipped out. That was my that, personal nickname <laughs> back in the day. Wacko so, yeah, Flacco. Yeah. Nah, that's real. Wacko Flacco. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, yeah, he was definitely. But another mm-hmm. one. There's another example to me. They did well, but they had defense that was unstoppable. Well, that was stopping everybody. But he wasn't really. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Oh, Flacco. No, Flacco. He was. He was practically invisible. I wouldn't say invisible. When we think about that team, because you remember, the the starting wide receiver on that team was Anquan Bolden. Yeah. One of the starting wide receivers. Right. And then they had, wait, who was the running back? Like, they had a good running back, too. Who was that running back? They had a good running back, too. Because he got in trouble. Uh, Ray Rice? Ray Rice? I don't, was Ray Rice the the running back during that time? Yeah. Okay. I believe he was. Yeah, okay. I believe Ray Rice was their running back. Okay. So, yeah, like, yeah, like you just faded it. I mean, and I'm not, you don't have to be boisterous and out front and all of that kind of stuff. That's not what yeah. I'm saying. I'm just, it's just, I don't know. I just say the difference between, let me just say this too, because you talking about it, but you didn't expound on it. Jay Cutler and, and Kyler Murray, not only is it about the difference in the results they're receiving, but it is also, I think, a very different attitude from these two dudes. Like, yeah. I feel like Kyler Murray is just extremely introverted. Yeah. Very introverted. I think he's just not that dude. Like, I'm, I, that would be me. I would be him. Well, I, and, and you know, so, and so I didn't want to say that, right? But that was going to be my point. Your leadership style, right? The way that you lead, one, you lead by example. Because mm-hmm. when I think about, when I think back to some of the things that, you know, like stuff that we needed to complete or have done, you got it done and you were like, all right, hey, everybody, where y'all stuff at? You know what I'm saying? Um, but even when like we need a kick in the pants and it's like, uh, Jared, did you get this done? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, is, is this yeah. is this complete? Like, yeah. but you're not like 
down our throat or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not your style, but you will like quickly like get us together. Like, hey, did you get this done? Oh, okay. All right. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I finished this, that, and the third where everybody else at. (laughs) And, but that's effective. That's effective for me. Like seeing you do stuff and like, okay, I did this, that, and the third. And it's like, okay, I I need to get my stuff together. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know what I'm saying? Like that works for me. Yeah. I mean, I guess, but you said it, there's a 53 man roster and like it or not, quarterbacks are typically seen as leaders. And so at some point you're going to have to, I don't know, somebody needs you to yell at them. Somebody, that's how they get, that's how they get it done. Yeah. Somebody going to need you to yell at them at some that's point. True. That's true. I mean, that's not my style, but guess what? I have done it. <laughs> Ask those children that done it. I dug, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they seen it. <laughs> yeah. Ask them. Yeah. I have well, done now, it. So. I think I, we could stay on this topic all day. We, we yeah. really could. Sorry. You know Sorry. I, well, no, 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 yeah. no, it's no, nah. I think I think this is one of those topics like leadership and leadership style um, that I think, especially in athletics, we got to get right because some people see leader, like the perception of leadership. Okay, this is how I'm supposed to lead. So this is how I'm going to lead. Mm-hmm. Like regardless of personality, like right. if, if I see that being rah-rah is the way that I'm supposed to lead, even if I'm an introvert, I'm going to be rah-rah because that's how I was groomed. Yeah. And so yeah. I think if we, you know, especially like these kids coming up, if they see all of these leadership styles right. and understand like when it's time to be this, when it's time to be that, right? what does the yeah. situation call for? Yeah. I think they'll understand like leadership a lot better. Shout out to John yeah. Maxwell. Because everything I know about leadership is because of his books. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So now I'm, I'm, you know, somebody I just thought about whose leadership style absolutely was so, so extroverted and so over the top that I think it, it killed his career. Ooh. Mike Singletary. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Tell me as a coach or, well. Yeah, as a coach. Well, certainly as a player, but as a coach, yeah, yeah. yeah it was too yeah. much. It was too much. Man, I want, where is he now? I, we got to figure out what After that, it was now. like, bye. Like, yeah, and then they got Harbaugh in there, and right. they started winning games. He wasn't games. no better. Like, yeah. So. I mean, he saw better results. But, but it, because, you know what? But, but you know why? Mm-hmm. He was able to read a room. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was, and he's he's a really good natural motivator. personality. Is very extroverted. Mm-hmm. He's very yeah. forceful. But you knew you had to come in there, and I tell you, somebody who's a master at this, Pete Carroll. Yes, yes, he is. Pete he Carroll is like is a master at this. Pete Carroll is like my. The, the, if I was coaching, that's what I would yeah. be aiming to. Yeah. He is a master at that. Like him, Andy Reid, masters yeah. at what do I need? I need to push this one. I need uh-huh. to coddle this. I, but it, maximizing, it just requires maximizing like what you get out of your players. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They are like the gurus of that. They are like, yeah. and I know we're talking about it from coaches, not 
we were talking about players, but players, still, yeah, yeah. it's the it's still the same, the same. thing. Yeah. So I just yeah, I want Kyler Murray to be able to adjust. Yeah, that's what it is. That's where I'm at with that. I want him to be you. It's almost the Bill Belichick mindset that you're just gonna have to do it my way, or it ain't gonna work, and that's not gonna work with everybody. Okay, so this is year two for Kyler Murray, right? And this is my yeah. only this is my only thing with that. I think the unquestioned leader of that team is Larry, is Larry Fitzgerald. I don't know. And I, but I, even I, I he think ain't that, no boisterous dude, so well he's not, but I feel like he commands like when he walks in a room, especially like a Cardinals room, he commands yeah. the respect of that entire team. Yeah. And, and I think that like Kyler like you can't come in there and try to usurp that. Mm, like, can I say something though? Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. What did Kurt want to do? Mm, okay. I'm just saying, because Larry was already there. Well, I'm just saying. In just fairness, in fairness, Kurt Warner came in there with a Super Bowl resume. And so I think when you come in, when you come in the room and you can flash like some jewelry and say, <laughs> "I've been there before," yeah, like what we doing? People are listening. People yeah. want to listen. If you coming from college <laughs> and you won a Heisman, okay, that ain't this on this level. Too. But this year too. True. True. Because yeah. I'm gonna say he a rookie, and I think Hubert, just Justin Herbert. Mad. Herbert, that's his yeah. name. Him, uh huh. He okay. he demonstrates more. Question. And he's an he's an introvert too. Did you see this out of Russell Wilson his first couple of years? See what out of him? Like that, the ideal like leader. No, it takes time to grow that, but he was more than I'm seeing out of Kyler. I will okay. just say that. Okay. It was more than one. And I'm not saying Kyler's not a good leader. I'm just saying I'm not seeing the adjustments or the growth or him. You just got to yeah. come out your shell some, bro. Like, just, yeah. just a little bit. Just stuck your head out. Bro. Right. You know what I mean? Like, something. <laughs> something. You know? Like, nah, I just, that, that's I real. want I, him I'm, to be, yeah. Nah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you yeah. on that. I just want him to be a really, like, he is such an amazing talent. Uh -huh. I want him to be a complete talent. I don't want anybody to be saying, yeah, he's good, but. Yeah. I don't want that for him. I know this yeah. is not where we were supposed to be going with this. But no, no, that's okay. I, I, yeah, like, <laughs> I just don't want that for him because he is, he's, I know he's a good kid. It's just, yeah. it just doesn't, it's not a, I don't know, not a good look. It just, yeah. I need a better I just need a just need a little, little just a little more effort. Like you like your little feet run when you out there when you running for your life. <laughs> I need you to put more <laughs> that kind of effort. It's a leadership. Yes. I, I'm interested in hearing like his teammates and what his teammates say about Yeah, I would like to know. I, yeah. Only because like I've seen like you know I, I spoke earlier about Antoine Bethea and like he wasn't a super like vocal guy, I, I, and I think he grew into that. Like, but speaking about my freshman year, his sophomore year, 
there were players on that defense who had been there some years, you know what I'm saying? And they were like the vocal guys. Mm-hmm. But every week, Antoine Bethea had some crazy interception return for a touchdown, fumble return for a touchdown. And it, it he kind of worked his way into being that vocal, you know what I'm saying, leader. But from the beginning, it was like, yo, this is the standard. This is how we supposed to play. Like, let me at least try to live up to that a little bit. No, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Well, for me. Yeah. I can't speak for anybody else, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, y'all have to let us know. Yeah, y'all let us know who's really right. I don't even know how to even, like, hold Yeah, good luck with that. I'm going to let you have that. that (laughs) I'm I'm going to put it up there tomorrow, but y'all let us know who y'all think is really right. I'm just going to put up there leadership style. Stephanie Jarrett, who's really right? <laughs> that should be interesting. Right. <laughs> We're going to see what comes back. This is right. going to be a popularity this, contest. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, yeah, well, and I, you know, you've been winning the popularity contest. So. <laughs> <laughs> Even my friends vote for you. <laughs> like, all right, now. Come I thought on, I now. saw can that we, I was winning last week. So yeah, right. like, come when on. I can, voted, we, I, can we get yeah. some bias in here somewhere? <laughs> Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. Nah. Uh huh. All right, I'm stop right here. Okay, let me go get. My, I'm gonna run. I I need my uh power cord for my laptop because it's about to die, and I didn't okay. realize. All right, go. All right, now listen. I don't know what's going on with this COVID stuff <laughs> in the NFL, but it feels tricky. Does it feel like that? Well, to you? all like, around is tricky. I mean, all around. It ain't just the NFL now. No, it's certainly not college football. I'm just like, what's really happening? Like, I don't understand. So before we dive into the Ravens, <laughs> I gotta ask you about this. Because I thought once you get COVID, you couldn't get it again and you were immune. No, they said it was I know of one case in the world. Who's that? that somebody got COVID again. Who? One case. They were overseas. Oh, okay. Somebody oh, overseas. So now, now you you know about two cases. Are we talking about Mr. Saban? Yes, we're talking about Nick Saban, who was asymptomatic well, the first time he got it, and yeah. now he has symptoms. Well, according to them, it was a false positive. So he wasn't, he wasn't actually COVID positive the first time. It was oh. false. Okay. Uh-huh. So this time it just happens to be real. Oh, you got it now. But this is the safe place for everybody to be, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. On the football field at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the dorms and amongst each other. Yeah. <clears throat> sure. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think you know what? I the, but all seriousness about COVID, I believe that I read something that said that like after three or four months, the antibodies that have built up when you get it mm-hmm. go away. Oh, so you can get it, be immune, and it's just like a flu that goes away. Just like the makes flu. sense because you gotta get the flu shot every year. Mm-hmm. Yep. So either way, but nonetheless, yeah, this that's crazy. Um, right. Prayers out to everybody who's no, like, absolutely. you know what absolutely. I mean? Like, we're not making light of it. It's just mm-hmm. like, but I, we in week 10. 
Ten. We going into week eleven, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we gonna make it. We've been saying that for weeks, though. I think I think that they're going to force it over the goal line. They're going to force it, and so you know, Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins, who are both running backs for the Ravens, tested positive the day after the game. And so that's the scary part to me. I think that when I read that and I sent it to you, that was the part that freaked me out. Didn't y'all just finish playing the game? So what happens, and I can't remember who they played. For the, who did they play last week? Titans. Oh, God. Lord knows they don't need it again, Jesus. <laughs> we already <laughs> seen what happened play. to that team, yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord, they don't need that to happen again. Lord but, um, but, yeah, I feel like it's just too scary. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, So if they're getting tested every day, I, I don't understand. I guess I don't understand what's the point of testing them every day if you didn't, it's not going to be real time. You know what I mean? And then I know that they say that the way that the symptoms work is sometimes it takes it. I don't know. That's the part that's scary about this because you can be tested today and mm-hmm. you have a negative test result. And then two days later, you can be tested again and you had it that whole time, but it didn't come back as positive the first time. Like, it's just crazy to me. Don't get it. That's why I'm it. in the house today. It. How about that? <laughs> right. I, I I just don't understand it. I, I really, I need someone to help me. Yeah. Like, I don't understand it. You know, um, like, I feel like all of what they're doing is honestly pageantry. Like, let's show them that we're doing stuff to make sure that no one gets COVID or oh, that we're yeah. being tough on it. But the reality is, like, y'all you don't even no understand it enough to, like, stop it. You ain't got no more control than the, the whole country. That's why we, where we are. Right. I mean, real talk. It's just, yeah, it's, we've said this before, and I really pray it doesn't, it doesn't happen. But what I'm praying is it doesn't take somebody losing a life for them to, you know, I don't you remember. You remember when we talked about this um, in September, August, mm-hmm. and I said that it, it it's going to take that. It's, I don't. Well, I then hate it. I, I hope hate that it. they play the whole season then, because yeah. I don't want nobody to die. We no. as a country are reactive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we don't pass laws. We don't do anything different until like, oh my gosh, this happened. We need to combat this. For the next right, even though you knew it all along, you just knew it all along. Yeah, we just weren't proactive. We were reactive. Yeah, yeah. And like in the NFL, like it's it's really going to take that for everyone to stand up and say, "Yo, we got it wrong." I, you know, me too. Like I I don't want anyone to hurt. I don't want anyone to meet their untimely demise. You know what I'm saying? No. But I just like. It, it, I, it's just yeah. Capitalism. It's too much of a gamble to me with people's lives. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. It's a yeah. gamble with people's lives. It, right. Only like I said, and we said it multiple times. The only way that this works is the bubble. That's it. I gave them the blueprint. That's all. The bubble is it. Other than blueprint. that, this this is not no. This is no. Yeah. No. No. 
yeah so Terrible. anyway yeah so we you know prayers to the ravens team the ravens um, team the steelers team because i understand your frustration because that's who they were supposed to play um tonight no. Listen, or no, by the time you hear this last night <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah and and so the, they've been shafted twice mm-hmm. against about the Titans. Some COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. And they've been good for the most part. I ain't heard nothing. Nothing at all out of, out of that camp. I, mm-hmm. and I don't know, man. I, mm-hmm. I keep. I mean, I guess y'all can just be optimistic. thankful. Huh? Yeah. They can be thankful. Mm-hmm. At least you didn't have them breathing on y'all tonight. So. You know, yeah, let's true. just look at the positives. <laughs> look at the bright side. Y'all could have played them and just been all coveted right. out. <laughs> right. So, hey, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So. All right. Uh, so, speaking of the Ravens <laughs> and the Titans and the Titans, what do you make of this pregame mayhem at MT Bank where? The head coach of the Ravens was barking at the head coach of the Titans. And then the head coach of the Ravens got into it with one of the Titans players. Mm-hmm. Malcolm I, Jenkins. I mean, Malcolm I, Jenkins. Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Buck, Butler. Mm-hmm. I, so I'm going to start with this part because I'm, you know, and when, when I talked about this, when I said this to you, I said this. I don't get what's you're you play football, so you'll be able to explain this to me. Mm-hmm. Is there something so so very sacred about the logo? It is. I okay. so before a game, what you're not gonna do is go to the middle <laughs> of our field and disrespect it. Right? Well, how are you disrespecting it? Because you're standing there? Because you're standing on it and you're doing it in a provocative manner. Right? So if they were having a meeting. On our logo, yeah. In you can the middle meet, of you can meet you can meet somewhere else. In the middle of the, uh, no, no. Come on, you can Jimmy. you can really? meet somewhere else. Yes. I, so it, it, honestly, it's the same energy we saw when I want to say To was a 49er and he ran to the middle of the star mm-hmm. and celebrated. That's mm-hmm. that same. It's the same energy. And so what I, you're trying to do? It's, it's a disrespectful move. Really, even even if it's just a meeting, it's done in a way because you can meet anywhere else on the field. That middle of the field on the logo is a sacred place, and so you going to meet there is disrespectful. Which is what that's what um, the coach of the Ravens kept barking to Mike Vrabel. Yeah, John Harbaugh. That's what he kept barking to to Mike to Mike Vrabel. Vrabel. Yeah, and so. They understood that. I, you know, okay. All right. I don't know. <laughs> it just seems kind of, I don't know. I want to say Spetty. juvenile almost. No, no, it, it seems, is. Oh, it's it 100% juvenile. It just, the whole well, thing seems juvenile. It. This whole thing just seems juvenile. We to subscribe like, first to of all, it. Like, yeah. we, we put our, you know, um, one of the things, shout out to, to FAMU, right? <laughs> um, my my freshman year, we played them for homecoming, and when I say they trashed our locker room, 
And I wasn't a part of it because I was outside getting interviewed, but we had an all-out brawl, my team, against FAMU inside of the locker room because they trashed our locker room, right? Like your personal locker room or no, the they trashed visitor's the locker room? Well, the, okay. tunnel, the tunnel leading to their guest locker room, they trashed that, and then they went mm-hmm. on to trash the guest locker room, and, you know, it turned into a whole thing. And I say shout out to fam, you not in like not being like smart or anything like that, but like you know, you know how I feel about black college football. Of course. But just to say, like you know, that was certainly in the past, but that's a thing. Like you know, uh, and I, I'll I'll even give it to it to you from our point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, South Carolina State had like their little bulldog, mm-hmm. right? That they would have that they would rub coming out the. One of my teammates kicked it over. <laughs> Not it wasn't oh a real bulldog. I know. It was I like know, a little, know. you know. I'm still saying, oh my gosh. So those symbolic like figures are, are a thing and it means something to us. And it, it seems juvenile. I, actually it is. You know what I'm saying? When you think about it in the grand scheme of life, but when you're a football player, like you hold those things and they're sacred. Okay. So I, you so know, then I, you answer your own question about why he was acting the fool then, right? Because yeah. for me, I was like, what, really? Like, this is some, yeah, yeah y'all. And, and, just, and yeah. Mike Vrabel being the guy who, who he is, because if somebody had have done that to the Patriots in the early 2000s, I'm sure he would have reacted the same way. Oh, he knew what he was, but that was a bait. Yeah. And he took it. They, that was bait. Like, yeah. you, you think as a coach, a head coach, mm-hmm. because, you know, they have to be so PC about everything. So right. if you're going to take the moment to walk out to somebody's, apparently because it's a big deal, mm-hmm. walk out to somebody's uh, logo in the middle of the field and have your meeting and knowing you knew full well what that was yeah. going to do. So right. it's no different. He was just getting in Harbaugh's head at that yeah. point. <laughs> Well, he did it successfully. Work because you came out to the, you came out there and acted a fool. Like, right. what is y'all doing? Yeah. What is happening? Like, yeah. So <laughs> it's the same thing. Like the example I gave of Ladanian Thomas. Like, yeah. sir, when they, when, I can't even remember who it was. The Patriots. I can't remember who it was, but somebody when they played them and they were out there on that charge. Listen, let me tell you something. When I tell you, I like I love Ladanian, and I know he's like this even kill kind. Guy. When I Kyler saw Murray. him flip out and go like he did, it's I was a like, thing. "What is it's happening?" It's a thing. Clearly, it's a thing. Clearly, and it's somebody yeah. understands. So I'm gonna just be quiet. But <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. But either way, both. Of, I, what I find more interesting is I hadn't heard anything about anybody being fine. Nobody's gonna be fine. Why? Because if there had been two players, it didn't happen. Do, it didn't happen during the game. Neither did the fight between um um oh gosh, the the Giants and uh. Well, that started Golden on the field. Tate and, uh, Golden Tate and, uh, and, and Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, that's that's how I feel with the final thought. How you forget his name? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. I'm just let, I'm just picking. <laughs> I'm yeah, just thinking, but, but uh, no. So with that, with that incident, it started on the field. Not it started really. On it the did field. not start on the field. It oh, started no. before. It, it started way before the field. Way before. <laughs> so let us be clear. 
it not. not true. But but that whole the drawing and the like getting in each other's face, that part started on the field. So, um, yeah. I think that's why they were so you know, on it with them. But yeah. um, I, I I didn't expect anyone to to be fined or anything like that. See, and this is where I guess I got a problem because it doesn't matter that it wasn't in the course of the game because it wasn't two players. This was two coaches. And right. so you all have to represent at all times, correct? I mean, mm -hmm. that's what you would think. As coaches, you don't play the game anyway. So mm -hmm. everywhere you go, you represent. So in any time, before, after, during, you right. should be conducting yourself in a certain way. And therefore, I feel like penal you should be penalized when you're not mm -hmm. conducting yourself as a head coach should. I don't care if it happened in the parking lot. True. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I feel you. No, I'm with you. Like, I, I mean, they, they, I feel like they should have been fine, but, you know. Whatever. Rules are for certain people. Exactly. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you about what, what Uncle Shay Shay said about oh, Lord, uh, Adam Gase and the the head coach of the Lions. I'm, I'm going to leave that for another day. Um, what's his name? Um, okay. Yeah. I can't think of his name right now, but the head coach I of the Lions. Watched the I just watched the freaking game. What's his name? Anyway, go ahead. He came, he came from, from the, the Patriots. Patriots, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to yeah. look. I want to give him a name like a day, like Monday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you might be on with that. Hold on, let me. I, you know what? Is it Monday? Like it's some why, kind of look, day of the week or something? Why, like, why are we crazy? Why are we looking at it? I'm going to. I'm going to figure out this coach's head. I mean, this head coach's. First name, name. yeah. Um, I, it's so like it's something I want to say. It's like a day of the week. Like, why do I want to call Matt him? Patricia? Patricia. Okay, it was something weird. Matt Patricia. Okay. Patricia. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I won't get into you know what I'm saying. Yeah, we won't yeah, look. What'd you won't. say last week? A diatribe about nope, no, no diatribe. No diatribes. <laughs> let's, let's, let's keep. We'll keep it moving. <laughs> Stop it right here. Okay. All right. So two weeks in a row, mental health moment. Yeah. <laughs> we we didn't want you guys to think that like that was something that we introduced and was just moving away from. Um no. honestly, like these stories come when they come, but we yeah. want to make sure we, we don't force like them when they come. Yeah. We don't want to force yeah. them. You know. Yeah. So Hayden Hurst. We've been trying to do this one for a while. Yeah. We've been pushing it back, pushing it back, but no. Yeah, yeah. we we, we got to get him at Hayden Hurst. <sighs> yeah. And his suicide attempt. Yeah. This young man, so he plays um, tight end for the Falcons right now. Mm -hmm. um, he played for the Ravens, actually, mm -hmm. I think, and he was traded to the Falcons. Um, but um, why are we Ravens talking so much today? Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> At least it's not those other people right. that we want to <laughs> Right. But, uh, Good talk. <laughs> yeah. So he um, actually was a baseball star. Mm hmm And, um, like, really good baseball player. Something happened to him physically that kind of took um, – he was a pitcher, and it took his – ability to pitch away from him uh -huh. and he didn't recognize it initially and 
Um, so what was a promising, probably baseball career had a sudden ending. Mm -hmm. And that um, transition for him was hard. Yeah. And so I think that's when he um, he talks about like it's almost like it's weird because he talks about his suicide attempt almost like he wasn't even it was an out of body experience out, yeah, for him. Yeah. Because he talks, he doesn't talk about the actual feelings and where he was and how he did it. He talks about how he woke up mm -hmm. in the hospital, chained to a bed, where he had tried to cut his wrists, mm -hmm. and and his parents not even able to like really even come in and like he said he could see them, but they couldn't talk to him. Like it was just mm. so weird. But his his perseverance to come back from that. Yeah. And go on to become clearly a very good football player um, is commendable. Yeah. Um, because this is why we do what we do. This is why Fields of the Real exists. Um, because the reason where he was at that very moment when he thought the sport for him was over. Mm -hmm. So the point that you would say, well, I don't have a reason to be here anymore. Yeah. We don't want anybody to ever feel that way. Ever. You are more than the sport that you play. And so mm -hmm. we always, that is why we do what we do. We want you to be prepared. So, you know, situations like this happen all the time. And so we want these athletes, whether they're college, high school, professional, whenever the time is over, whenever your playing time is over, to be well prepared for what's next and not to be in this space where you feel like you've got to take your own life. So thank God that Hayden Hurst, God saw fit for it not to be his time to go. Yeah. And he had, not only did he need him for the reasons of, you know, being able to, to go forth and play football, but to be able to share his story. Yeah. And right. so that's why I thought the reason, first time I wanted us to talk about him was right after Dak Prescott's brother yes. um, um, committed suicide. Mm -hmm. And um, they played, that's when they played, that was kind of close to when they played the Falcons. Mm -hmm. um, I think it had happened a couple of weeks prior to that. And he, um, there's a, a picture of Hayden Hurst and Dak Prescott in the middle of a field mm. because Hayden is, is, is being a comfort to him in a time and understanding what he's, you know what I mean? Understanding the, the feelings that he might be having just because he was he his brother. He, he was there. Yeah. He, yeah. He's been there. So it's just, I don't know. It was a good, it, to me, um, it was a great, um, opportunity to mention, uh, I think what we talk about a lot of times is, you know, people being depressed or feeling anxiety or stress and, and how they deal with those things. And sometimes they don't deal with them well, and sometimes they do. But yeah. this is the extreme that we never want to see anybody get to. At all. Ever. And so please, I wish, you know what, when you post this, 
Can you make sure you put on his uh, something about the suicide helpline? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'll because, make sure I put it on, you know. Yeah, because um, nobody should feel like that's that's all the option that they have. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. <laughs> Shout out to him for, you know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I didn't see it in there, but I assume that he sought help. Um, well, he was in a he was put in an institution because right. he was yeah. So he had to get help. You know what? Well, yeah, nah, he, he he certainly yeah. has to have gotten help. Had to have gotten help. <clears throat> yeah, and I'm sure but he's continued that, to get yeah. help. Hopefully, like, he, he you know, continue. yeah, yeah. So and then just to be so forthright with your own story, like this, right. you could have nobody would have had to ever notice if you didn't share. Right, and people knew nobody would have known. Yeah, people need it. So, you know? so I'm glad that he shared his truth, and mm -hmm. I hope that it helps somebody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, on to the real. Yeah. So, seeing um, Ryan Shazier, who was yeah. a linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who came out of Michigan State. Mm -hmm. If I remember correctly, mm -hmm. um, seeing his injury really did something to me, you know, um, during that time, I was really, really rooting hard for the Bengals. But, um, and you know, they had those back and forth, you know, all of those years mm -hmm. in the playoffs or to see who's mm -hmm. going to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but when I saw him go down, it really just, you know, stirred something in me, you know, but Ooh, to see, every time I think about it. yes, Ooh. to see where he's come from yeah. after that injury. Yeah. Because they didn't think he would walk again. They did not think he would walk again. Mm -hmm. So to be able to walk, and I understand that he may, he may not play football again. Yeah. He probably won't play football. He won't. Again. Yeah. But the fact that he can walk and he has mobility, like, if you have, I know we have people who listen who are not that, you know, not that that hard sports fan. If right. you can stand it, just go look it up. Yeah. Ryan Shazier injury. Injury. Yeah. Just go look. Uh, it's just, uh, yeah. Mm. Like, what we, you'll understand why we're talking the way we are if you go see what happened to this man. So, and, and when someone gets that, when someone gets an injury like this, you know, obviously there's a long recovery mm -hmm. and they have to do all that they can do to get back. But in the middle of that, to mm -hmm. say, you know what? I'm going to start a nonprofit for people with spinal cord injuries because that's what he had. Yeah. Um, to be that selfless, to say, okay, I'm dealing with this and I'm fighting yeah. to be able to even walk again. Right. But I want to help people who may be going through the same thing. Hats off to you, Mr. Shazer. Yeah. No, I love it. I, you know, I love this guy's spirit because yeah. not only was he like his spine, like literally, y'all, what you don't, I, his life was in jeopardy. Mm -hmm. 
We're not just talking about him not being able to walk again. Like his life was in jeopardy. Right. And for him to come back and walk again. And then I think I cried when I saw him on the sideline mm-hmm. for the Steelers with his yeah. jersey on. He didn't have on his, he wasn't fully, he just had his jersey on and yeah. he was there rooting them on like nothing ever happened. And just seeing him be such a good sport and have such a good spirit. I mean, we just got you talking about like when it's over, mm-hmm. when especially an unexpected thing like this, the man was a beast on the field. Like, yeah. let's be clear. Like he wasn't no slouch. He was mm-hmm. a beast on the field. So right. to, to see your career cut short in this way, right. we just got you talking about how that could have gone for him, how you yeah. could feel. Hayden Hurst tells us how you could go. But right. he has been so positive and has, has been such a, you know, just a force. Mm-hmm. And I say this all the time. People always seem to, and, and no knock, it's not a bad thing, but people definitely seem to have more empathy and find it more important to support what they've been through. Right. And so for him to start the Ron Shazier Fund for spinal uh, for spinal rehabilitation mm-hmm. is amazing. Yeah. Um, and you know this is something that's not what you typically hear, but I imagine mm-hmm. it'll be a lot more uh, sports people than I'm we sure. would think that are going to be the ones that will you know benefit from. I'm sure there's research in here that's yeah. happening to try to help people to you know and. Um, as well as, you know, if I'm for people who are not blessed to have the uh, medical attention and have the ability to have the type of ser- uh, services he received, that they'll be um, providing them with what they need in order to get better as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, shout out to him for, you know, yeah. not just not giving up. Because that would have been enough of an applause in itself. But to be so selfless to say that we're going to help folks who may be dealing with the same issues. Yeah. So. Oh, I got to say, I'm sorry, I just read this little thing. He said he did retire this earlier this year, by the way. Okay. I didn't see that. Okay. He officially retired from okay. football, but... <clears throat> So his injury was in 2017. He right. was told that he had a 20% chance to walk again. Mm-hmm. But he not only walked, but two years ago, he danced with his wife at their wow. wedding. So two wow. years ago, y'all, that means a year uh-huh. after suffering after the injury, injury, he was dancing with his wife. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Feel good final thought? Mm-hmm. Got two today. Yeah. But they kind of similar. They, they're, so. they're similar in the, in the you know, yeah. in in that we're talking about giving, especially when it's yeah. like today. Right. But let's start with Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> so Jalen Ramsey um, in the L.A. area, because he, he is a cornerback for the L.A. Rams. Um, he bought 20K worth of gift cards to be given away in LA during Thanksgiving. Um, and that's 20K of his own money. 
Not like he yeah. raised the money. No. 20K of his own money. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's awesome. how you, you use know, a platform. <laughs> that's how you use a platform. That's how you use that's, these millions gifts. of dollars. That's right. What you, you know get. what I'm saying? That, that's right. What you've been given. Um, that's right. And certainly you want to use your influence and stuff as well, too. That's right. But, you know, to just step up in that time, especially for a city that you're representing. Um, yeah. Like, and knowing where we are in this pandemic. Right. And so many people, 230, I can't remember how many people, 278? I can't remember. But mm-hmm. either way, like, it, it's ridiculous the number of, of um, people who have passed from this um, virus. But uh-huh. then on top of that, so you're talking about families who might have lost somebody who was their who was their main Rainer. source of income. Mm-hmm. Like you just don't know, or people who who've lost their jobs. So there's right. so many people in need right now. So to yeah. do something like this was, I think, just like you said, hats off, sir. Yeah. Hats off, sir, for sure. Yeah. All right, your goat. My goat. Your goat. Mm-hmm. He donated two million of the proceeds from the last dance to Feeding America. Um, so there were a lot of cynical people. You know how I feel about my goat and his philanthropy. Yes. There were a lot of cynical people, and I won't even mention the stuff that they were saying about this story. Um, but the fact that Michael Jordan has been stepping up in the way that yeah. he has in the last few yeah. years is commendable. You know, Absolutely. I feel like he understands um, his legend. He understands his legacy. And like, it's in him. You know what I'm saying? So he's been, you know, first of all, let me say that a lot of a lot of the things that he's done over the years, even during the years that he was playing, probably got overshadowed. And he didn't do it with the intent with the intention of for people right. He did not. He did he no. And so that's unfortunate that it's it's been kind of I don't know if I would say politicized in a way. Yeah. I I think politicized is the right word. Yeah. Um but the fact that He's doing these things unprovoked without, you know, the idea of, hey, let me get a headline for this. No, you know? I know that's not it. Right. Yeah. Right. Because I, no. I mean, and you're in Charlotte, you know that he's done yeah. so many different things for the city of Charlotte yeah. without a press briefing or a, you exactly. know. <laughs> exactly. So, um, shout out to your GOAT. And, you know, <laughs> Look, I know you hate to say it, but yeah. <laughs> no, no, I no, really. I, I mean, I think credit, like regardless of how I feel about the the debate between who's better and this and the third, like mm-hmm. anybody supporting just people, not even anybody supporting people and people who are in need. I'm behind that 120. Yeah. percent That's right. You know what I'm saying? And I know that's 20 extra percent, but. <laughs> that's okay, we'll say. <laughs> we need it all. Like, right. no, that's that's real. No, right. I, you know, how I feel about um, Michael Jordan um, right. as a basketball player. Mm-hmm. But like you said, I'm, I'm, 
I'm, I'm glad that people are seeing. I hate, I feel like he felt like he needed to be more public with the things that he was doing mm-hmm. in a time like this. Yeah. Um, um, because he has been doing so much all along. It's just been, I don't need everybody to know, but I feel like the pressure of people feeling like he wasn't a good person yeah. um, has kind of, you know, he needed to make his his image look better. So it's not that the things he was doing was to help him, but it was just now y'all can see it. I've been doing these. I've things. been doing like, it. Now like, been, all right, now let me show you now because y'all right, are, like fine. walking around y'all here. Don't believe me? This is what I've been doing all along. Fine. Yeah, I need right. you need to see it. Here it is. Like yeah, because I think they just stick to that it. whole Republicans buy sneakers thing too. With you know, without <laughs> truly understanding the things that I've done behind the scenes. So let me yeah. show y'all. Let me show you. And, yeah, because he just opened clinic number two here. Right. Yeah. Amazing. So, yeah. So, all right. All right. Show picks. What you watching? So. I I I love this man. Yeah. I, Dave Chappelle is just I, I don't I don't know another way to say it. Like he's just I don't know what to say. Um it's refreshing to me. Yeah. Um for someone to be a celebrity. Mhm. And so Honest, thoughtful, and real, and genuine, and just that's he is such a genuine dude. Yeah. Um, and he gives no else either about how somebody perceives the things Mm -hmm. that he says. Right. And um, I don't always agree with everything he's saying, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't. I'm I'm appreciative of the right. fact that he's willing to say them. Yes. Yeah. And so he just did. I don't know. Was it like 15 minutes? Maybe? Almost 20. Okay. Um. What's What's the name of Unforgiven. Um. Unforgiven. Yeah. Um. He just did a a 20 minute set called Unforgiven. Mm-hmm. And it's already had the impact that he wanted. It, it truly um, has. It's already had the impact that he wanted. Um, but I just, I don't know. I just love this dude. So that's 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 my show pick. If you if you haven't seen it, like, it's 20 it, minutes. It, you Go gotta watch check it. it out. And it, if you're looking for, like, a bunch of funny jokes, no. Like, this isn't that, right? Yeah. But I don't know if I, I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but I feel like you and I had a conversation about this, like, I feel like he's becoming more of an orator yeah. in, in the vein of a um in the vein of, of a James Baldwin. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. because the fight that he's fighting and the things that he's talking about go beyond comedy. Oh, for sure. You know? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and and you know, I won't spoil it, but what he went into hmm. If you are a creator, if you are an artist, you 100% need to watch this. You need to watch it anyway, regardless of what you are. 
But if you are a creative, you are an artist, you yeah. need to watch this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was going to be mine. But as soon as I saw it up there, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to talk about it when. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about it when you talk about it. <laughs> it was you know, it was that impactful for me. It was. I literally just I was in. Sh I sat for probably about ten minutes after it went off, just kind of just going over everything, like digesting yeah. it. You know what right. I mean? Like it took me that long afterwards, just sitting there, like man, like wow. Right. You know what I mean? And like whoa, like wow, and. And I will and tell you, I'm gonna tell you my first. I'm glad I hadn't started watching. Why? Oh, you talking about uh, Shreveo? No. Yes. I well, and I I started right, and yeah. I'm I'm glad that they took it down right. I will, and I wasn't finished. I, I didn't finish it, and I certainly won't go to any other platform that has it to finish it. I just won't watch it. I'll just watch his stuff that's on Netflix that he is getting paid for. And so, yeah. you know, and, and you know, you and I have had plenty of conversations about business and intellectual property. And so you know mm -hmm. how something like this was yeah. impactful for me. You know? Oh yeah, no, this hurt him. Like yeah. he's not, Dave Chappelle is not the type of person that he might not have even in, in, ingested it this way, but that hurt him. Yeah. like. That 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 was most impactful to him that we are because the person he is, if he didn't care, he wouldn't be talking about it. Talk about but it. the fact that this long after it happened and you're still having a conversation about it, that mm -hmm. was impactful. That hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. That hurt you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, yeah, y'all just watch it. We're gonna yeah. stop talking about it because we're gonna be done right, talking we, we, about we, the whole right. thing. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I we talked around it as much as we can. So, <laughs> um, so my, my show pick for this um, this week is a movie um, on Netflix called Jingle Jangle. Yeah. Um, and if you are into Christmas movies, and this is a very unconventional Christmas movie. It is very into unconventional. Them, if yeah. you're into them, this is the movie for you. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of Forrest Whitaker. I'm yes. a huge fan of Anika Noni Rose. Yeah. <laughs> huge fan. Yeah. But um, certainly, like, check this movie out. It's a, it's a really good movie if you, you're looking for something that has, like, that Christmas, like, feel to yeah. it. So, yeah. And your kids will love it. Listen, so I, we had yeah. our, our Zoom Thanksgiving today and uh -huh. Boss Baby. Boss Baby was like, <laughs> have you seen Jingle Jangle? I was like... <laughs> Yeah. Uh -huh. She was like, yeah. And then uh, her aunt was like, I haven't seen it yet. Don't talk about it. And she was like, well, you got to watch it so we can get back on a Zoom call. I was like, this Oh, my God. Time. I love her. Okay. <laughs> Boss Baby is hilarious. Uh -huh. I love it. So, yeah. So, yeah. this is, I say that to say, no matter what age you are, like, you can get something you out of watch it. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We have to end up another one. 88, even though I try to, I try to throw us back. Take to us back, like, no. <laughs> What was I thinking? Yeah. No. <laughs> nah. Um, but, you know, you know, we, we truly appreciate you guys. Um, episode 88, we, we're getting really close to 100. Um, if you guys would please, please continue 
continue to interact with us on IG. We truly appreciate it. We've seen the love, you guys liking the videos, you checking the videos out. We truly, truly appreciate it. But for those of you who don't know our Instagram handle, it's at Phil, the number two, the real podcast. Um, our, yeah, don't look at my stuff because I'm always grown. What stuff? When I put it, I, I told you, I sent you that tip. Like, I have oh, got yeah. to get this together. Like, I no, it's, I mean, because we've done, we've done two different yeah. things, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's kind of, it's difficult. Oh, you know God, no, I got to do better, period. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. But go ahead. I'm it's, sorry. it's at Phil, the number two, the real podcast on um, Instagram. On Twitter, it's at Phil, the number two, the real P1. Um, Phil at the number two, the real P1. Certainly, if you uh, guys want to offer us some feedback, if you want to be a part of a show, if you want to offer us some advice, some topics, shoot us an email. Or you can, you know, you can jump in our DMs and either one of those uh, other platforms, Twitter or Instagram. But if you want to send us an email, it's at Phil the, uh, excuse me, Phil to the Real Podcast at gmail.com. Um, and please go to our Facebook. I mean, it's Facebook. Go to no, our, we yes, do have a Facebook, Facebook page. Go to our Facebook page, like, um, and interact with us there. Follow. Certainly. Yeah, yeah follow us. Go to our YouTube page to subscribe, like, share, comment, um, and just interact with us. You know what I'm saying? Like, we put out content. Um, Jesus, a lot of content. A lot. <laughs> 88, look, 87 episodes worth right. of content. Worth of content. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. another one on the way. So, yeah. um, we, we certainly appreciate y'all. Like, I, I, I know we say that every episode, and it sounds like something cute to say, like, oh, we appreciate mm-hmm. y'all. But nah, we <laughs> truly, like, the feedback is invigorating. It makes me want to continue yeah. to like push and work hard. And yes, stuff. absolutely. Um, we truly, truly appreciate you guys. We love y'all. Peace. Peace. Now put the cameras on me. 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 Put the cameras on me.